everyone. Welcome to Fire and Spice Podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Allie. We're two best friends from college and met as random roommates in our freshman dorm. Through our friendship, we've gone through ups and downs and a lot of messy life with each other. And now we want to do that with you. On our podcast, nothing is off limits. We might laugh. We might cry. We may even get a little spicy with each other. That's what happens when you bring a headstrong Leo and a sassy firecracker into the mix. We'll dive into spicy conversations about jobs, dudes, navigating relationships, both friend and foe, dating, marriage, friendship, and babies. It's like hanging out with your two best friends. So get ready and buckle up as we embark on this unfiltered journey. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Happy Tuesday, Kels. Woohoo! Happy Tuesday. It's never really a happy Tuesday for me because it's technically my Monday and I have to go back to my normal job. Ew. But I know. <laughs> but that's all right. Let's start the week off with some positivity anyways. Uh, almost basically the beginning of the week. It was only yesterday for everybody else in this world, but... Uh... Yeah. Well, and <laughs> everyone else who has a normal Monday through Friday work schedule. You know, sometimes when you're salary, you just work 24-7, even on weekends, so. That's true. I have a work phone, and I get clients texting me after 6 p.m., or sometimes on Sundays, I get emails. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do to please the client. If the client's happy, you're happy. Wow. I didn't realize you had a work phone. That's awesome. It's an iPhone 6 for everybody out there listening. Um, (laughs) It's smaller than my current iPhone 8 Plus, and, but I'll take it. I just didn't want to combine my personal messages with my work stuff because I, don't, I just don't want that. Like, I don't want work – I don't want clients having my personal number. Well, and plus, like, that's actually a really good, like, scenario because then you can totally disconnect from work. Like, you can literally just put your phone – that phone away for the weekend or whatever. Whereas like I have a lot of my work stuff on my phone. Mm -hmm. And even though, you know, like I try to not check my emails and I try to not, you know, it's hard when it's on your phone, you know? Totally. You can't. Um, I mean, like if I have to like, not that I ever call out, but like if I actually did, I would probably just use my personal phone and text my boss and be like, Hey, I'm sick today. But like, I've never done that. So, um, Anyways, let we just go a little sidetracked. Uh, so today we are talking with our friend Shandy Bailey, formerly Shandy Cosetto. Did I just pronounce her last name right? Cosetto. Cosetto. Yeah. You're probably laughing right now as you listen to this. <laughs> um, but Shandy is coming on today, and we just want to let you guys know that it's going to be a very relatable. Uh, discussion. She went through a lot of big life changes this past year, or I guess I should say in 2020, uh, some good, some bad. Um, but she came through at the end of the year with a, with a a strong finish. And, um, I know that her discussions are going to be, are going to be a good one. Yes. Yes. Her episode is honestly one of my favorite to listen back to. Um, it just is so much relatable stuff to kind of what I think a lot of people went through in 2020, a lot of different emotions and mental health, physical health, relationship, you know, struggles and good things. And 
So I'm really excited for you guys out there to listen to this one. And hopefully you, you know, don't feel so alone in some things that she's going to talk about. Maybe you can relate to them. Um, so as always, we'd love your feedback on this episode and we're so excited for you to listen to it. Yes, we are. And I just want to quickly add before we dive into her discussion, um, for all you ladies and men out there that scroll on Instagram just to kill time and compare your lives to others, like this is going to be a really good discussion for you guys to listen to. Um, I know so many of my friends and just people in general complain about others on Instagram and like the cool things that they're doing, especially during COVID and why are they traveling or why are they having fun and why are they hanging out with groups of people when they should be quarantining and, you know, being safe at home and, or why are they getting engaged and, oh my God, this person just got married and now this one's pregnant. Like everybody just is always comparing their lives to everybody else. And I'm not going to lie. I do it myself sometimes, but you have to remind yourself to like, just slow down and focus on yourself because everybody has their own path and the universe has a plan for you. Yes. Yes. Slow down the scroll. Scroll. Slow (laughs) down the scroll. I love that. Um, (laughs) Anyways, without further ado, we are going to welcome Shandy Bailey. I'm pretty excited to have her talk with us today. She has some exciting things to share with us and some really cool stories that I think most women can relate to, and if not right now, later on. Um, so anyways, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself and like what you do, where you live, and all that fun stuff, that would be great. Yeah, thanks, Allie. Okay, so I'm Shandy. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona right now. And I'm currently a program manager for a consulting firm. So I work in product and process improvement for the company and just kind of helping bring solutions. That's what I do. All right. And you and your husband both live in Scottsdale, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, oh, you know what? I think we should actually probably just talk about how we all know each other. I don't even know why we didn't even jump into that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... Who wants to talk about it? Should we talk about it or do you want to talk about it? I can give my side and then you guys can tell your side, I guess. But yeah, so I know Allie and Kelsey because we went to college together at U of A. Uh, We lived in the same apartment complex in sophomore year. So we would have been 19, 20 years old at that time. And they lived across the hall from me. So (laughs) I actually recognized Allie from one of my classes and went and introduced myself to her. And then we all became pretty good friends. And it was very convenient being five feet away from each other. <laughs> and I remember that one time, I think it was in the shower, honestly. And Kelsey told me that the girl across the hall came over and introduced herself and that you were from my uh, comm class. And I got so excited that you, <laughs> that you came and knocked on the door to introduce yourself because I just always wanted to make a friend. I felt like a stalker because our class had like 300 people in it and I recognized you and I was like, oh, hi. I, uh, I don't think I would do something like that today, but back then I was really ballsy, I guess. That's pretty funny. 300 people? Did you like sit next to her? It was like Calm 101, wasn't it, Al? Like it was the most yeah, generic was, class. Or, I don't know. Was it that or was it research method? Whatever it was had a ton of people in it. Yeah. Like it was a huge yeah. lecture hall. Yeah. But how did you, yeah, how did you recognize me? I don't know. I think you like sat in, in the general area I was sitting. And so I just recognized you carrying groceries or something. And then you, I saw you a couple of times, obviously, cause we 
were five feet from each other in the apartments, but I just recognized you. That's great. I love it. <laughs> Should we go back to Star Pass? Yeah, oh. I'm down. Gosh. How great was it though? We were like literally five feet away from each other all the time. Like I would I, love that now. I know. <laughs> yeah, but saw- hold on. Kels, back in the day, you didn't even hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> Danny and I would have sleepovers and we lived across the hallway. Yeah, I loved the sleepovers. I still laugh about that. I'm like the fact that our beds were literally like 25 feet from one another, but yet we still had to have a sleepover. It just was <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I also met Daniel that year, so yeah, a lot of my life. You had just like met him, I think, when I came in, or you guys have been dating like two months or something, like really early on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. You yeah. and Daniel, and then Shandy and her husband Corey, both. Uh, you guys all met each other that year. Yeah, but Daniel and Kelsey were like more serious and mature than me and Corey. <laughs> they were ready for the real thing. Corey and I were not <laughs> at that time. <laughs> I remember when I thought I had a crush on Corey. Remember I that? remember that too. You're like, you're like three of my, like, I have like so many friends that I feel like have had a crush on my husband. <laughs> like, hmm, I mean, I'll never forget that I have one photo of me and Corey playing beer pong from my chubby days, but in your bangs. I love that photo. You have like the crazy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> you, Kels, me, you, and Hannah had the straight across bangs at one point. Mm-hmm. Except for mine got butchered, so I never wore them down, ever. Oh my god, I don't know why we thought that was a good idea. No, it was a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's get to the good stuff. Well, actually, let's get to the more adult conversation type stuff. So, um, she more, got married this past. What'd you say? A more adult conversation. Well, I mean, we're talking I, like Corey would literally ask me. He's like, "Is this a dirty podcast? Like, are they going to be asking you dirty stuff?" I was like, "No, Corey, they're it's not. Okay, relax." I mean, I'm, I'm glad that that's what he first thought of, though. Yeah, <laughs> I think he just. I think he thinks Allie, and he's like, "Oh, dirty," you know. Oh like, my. He's talking about sex and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can get dirty on here. <laughs> no. i mean Um, it's unfiltered conversations we can save that for another podcast al okay so anyways let's get to the good stuff so shandy got married this past year but with covid she dealt with some wedding challenges so shans can you share with us a little bit about your wedding story this past year yeah um okay so Corey, who's my husband and I were supposed to get married in end of April. And so obviously like COVID came about really like started taking over in March. And so we had to start making decisions at the time. Our venue was actually still open and would allow us to get married there. And it would through the actual date, even so that we were supposed to get married, but we decided to postpone the wedding originally. And at that moment when we decided like in March time, our thoughts of postponing were like, we'll just postpone the entire thing. So the reception and the ceremony probably to like November, December, something like that. Uh, and so this decision's like end of March-ish with a one month until our scheduled day. And then we like thought about it some more and we're like, well, maybe we should just elope because obviously nothing was going to change anytime soon for COVID. And like at end of April, it was getting, you know, crazy at that point And like, Arizona finally shut down. We were like one of the last states to shut down. 
So we decided to elope and we eloped on our actual wedding day at our wedding venue. And it was great. I mean, there was only like nine people there. We had a couple family members and a couple friends come. So super small and intimate. We literally got married, did our vows, took photos and drank champagne all within an hour. So like I got everything done in literally an hour time. Wow. Uh, which is crazy to think about. So yeah. But then we, at that time when we decided to elope, we were like, well, we still want to have a party with friends. So we pushed our reception to December thinking things would maybe be better by December. But then after we eloped, I basically didn't plan anything. I was like, I'm not really going to put a lot of effort into planning because who knows if it's actually going to happen. So then in October, middle of October, we made the decision just to cancel the entire reception. And um, I mean, at that time, obviously cases were still rising. Obviously COVID is still a thing as it is today in January. And most of the people coming to our wedding, I would say like over 50% of them were out of state people. And so the idea of us having the reception or having the ceremony without them there was just like not really something we wanted to do. So that's our wedding story. Um, it was a mess. And so, yeah, it's fully canceled now. We're out $10,000 in full transparency for everybody listening. Yeah, we lost $10,000 because of deposits and, I mean, gifts and wedding dresses and suits and just like everything that you have to buy for a wedding. And like basically, you know, COVID, I like had a bachelorette party and COVID wasn't even a thing. And so we were buying so much stuff just to stay ahead of the game. Like we spent like $50 on like a card holder. So like you book cards in there when you come to the wedding, just like random little things that like we can't return and we'll never get our money back. So, yep, we lost $10,000, but we technically, I guess, saved an additional $10,000 by not having a reception. But you still, so you paid for the wedding dress and the tux and everything else, but you still wore it and still got beautiful photos. We did. Yeah. The photos are great. Um, we got some really good ones. Our photographer was amazing. And yeah, the wedding dress and the suit were worn. My husband's suit's super just like blue. So he can wear it over and over again for many events to come. So that's awesome as well. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the stuff, I mean, it sucks that you guys are $10,000 out, but like, <laughs> you still got amazing. the photos. You got the photos. That's all I've ever wanted in life. <laughs> I know. I, if I could go back in time, I would tell myself to just like go to Italy and elope with 20 people there. And that was what I originally always wanted to do. I was never someone that like dreamt of a wedding and this huge event or anything like that. And so I wish I would have just gone with my gut back in February or whatever we got engaged, but obviously no regrets. Life turned out great. We're married. We've almost been married. We're over nine months now. So it's just crazy to think about that. It's already so much time has passed, but almost the one year anniversary. I know. Hopefully we'll be able to do something. <laughs> Don't cross your fingers. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah, but probably not though. Yeah, probably not. It makes me sad hearing your story only because, you know, I had a complete opposite experience, right? And I got to do everything normal before COVID ever existed. And it was the best day of my life to this day, you know, but, yeah. but the bright side of your story is that you guys are still married. You're happy. Yeah. You know, you had, you got the photos, you had a couple people there and that's really all that matters. A wedding is just a day, you know, yeah. a marriage yeah. is a lifetime. Totally agree. Yeah. I, but. I think when you get engaged, you start like envisioning the day in your head and then when it doesn't happen, it's just so defeating and you're just like, wow. But I mean, there's so much more to life than that. And like, I'm 
just thankful that we're at the stage of being together. So. Yeah. Agreed completely. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the saying first come marriage, first comes marriage, then comes babies. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? I don't even never like. Never heard that saying. I've never heard it before. <laughs> I don't like babies. So I'm going to let Kelsey talk to you about babies here. Oh man. Okay. So let's talk babies. Um, so you just said you're nine months in to your marriage. <laughs> And I remember going back, Daniel and I have been married, gosh, what now? Two and a half years? I don't even know. No. Yeah. Two and a half years. Um, I remember before we got married, people were like, when are you going to have babies? When are you going to have babies? And then after we got married, so are you trying? And then now it's like, why haven't you had a baby yet? It's like, dude, y'all need to hush. Have you also experienced that same Yeah. I mean, yes and no. I think the pressure we feel it from is like kind of random. Like we feel a lot of pressure from friends, which is weird because you would think it's family. Uh, But a lot of like Corey has five brothers and sisters. So like they have their hands entertained with other people. His sister is actually pregnant and expecting. So they're focused on that. And I I think like, um, you know, I'm an only child. So of course it's like crossing my parents' mind, but my parents didn't have me until they, they were 37. So I'm 27 right now. So like that's 10 years from now. So in their head, you know, they're thinking maybe it's too soon. Maybe it's too early. Like you guys are still so young and, and wanting to travel. So most of the pressure we felt was definitely from friends versus family. Um, as for like questions, I definitely think people like bring it up as you're starting to like get engaged or you're engaged. They'll be like, how quickly do you want to have kids? How many kids do you want to have? Like all these things. And similar to like a wedding, you like envision like how you want it to roll out. You're like, I'm going to have a kid at 28, 30, 32. They're going to be two years apart. We're going to have two boys, one girl. And you like play this whole thing out in your head. But reality is like, that doesn't work that way. Like you don't like, there's so many different factors into like, when is the right time to have a kid, how to even have a kid. And so just, yeah, like, I think that was one of the things that we faced was just like people kind of telling us like when we should have a kid, how quickly after we get married, how should we have a kid? And like, what's the expectation. And so that was difficult for us for sure. But I don't know if we felt tons of pressure. I think friends more so. And then I also think social media has a lot of pressure too, for having kids, like, especially right now, I think, um, just like every other person and their brother is having a child. So it's just, you feel that pressure too. Cause you're kind of like, well, I'm at this stage in my life. I'm really well, like doing really well in my career. So is my husband, like maybe we should have kids. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You brought up a lot of good points there. I'm yeah. glad that you have not felt that pressure though, because I think, and you know, more so Daniel and I have been trying like almost this entire year. And in the beginning we were very open about that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't feel the need to not tell people or, and to this day, you know, we're not pregnant yet. And so I think now it's almost worse than it was before because we were so transparent and now people are yeah. like, you're still trying, like, what's wrong? What, you know, and that's almost worse. Like, you know, totally. Yeah. I like, and cause you guys are my good friends and I like feel much more comfortable talking about it now, but like we actually did get pregnant. And so we got pregnant in July. Um, and so we were super like overwhelmed at first because that was, we had only gone one month without having protected sex. So that basically wow. means like we got pregnant within a month of having unprotected sex. And so 
obviously we weren't prepared and I'm like telling Corey, my husband, like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm pregnant. Like things feel weird. I feel like I'm pregnant. So take a pregnancy test. It's positive. Of course you repeat that step like four times just to make sure <laughs> that it's actually positive. So, I mean, in those moments, like it was so exciting, but also so like nerve wracking. You're like, Oh my gosh. And then, um, we were feeling fine and I started to feel like super sick. So I went to the doctor they checked, there was a heartbeat, like baby was healthy, baby was fine, everything looked good. So I was like, okay, everything's okay, I'm gonna be okay. Even though I was deep down feeling really weird and like didn't really feel super connected to the baby from the beginning. And um, so then we continued to not feel well and, and Corey kind of was like, we need to go back in. So we went back in and they again told us we were fine. And then a couple days later, like fine, meaning baby has heartbeat, baby's in the right spot, like everything looks good, there's really no concern. So like a couple days later, I miscarried and I knew I miscarried in those moments just from like the feelings and like Googling it, of course. And so at that point we were 10 weeks. And I think like the hardest thing for me is like, I was going to baby showers and I was going to people's houses that were pregnant and they're sitting there asking me like, Hey, when are you going to try for babies or when are you going to do this? So similar to you, Kelsey, it's like, you don't really know what's going on in someone's life. And so like, unless you're super close with them it's just a good idea to sometimes maybe not ask those questions unless that person brings it up. Because like the hardest thing for us is just somebody continuously saying like, when are you going to have a kid? And like, there was a couple of times I just got so like bratty and sassy that I was like, how do you know we didn't try and it didn't work out? Like, you don't know that. So stop Aww. bringing it up. Like seriously. But I mean, so like overall, like it wasn't meant to be, we're okay with it. Like it's been a rough year with the, the wedding and the baby and all of that. But I, if anybody is out there listening, like just be cautious when you're asking people about like when they're having children, why aren't they having children? Because you don't know what they're going through like internally. It's, it's so many emotions that you can't even prepare for. So. Yes. A, I, I hate hearing that story just because it makes me so sad because I, I can imagine your pain because even yeah. just trying is so hard and to mm-hmm. take a negative pregnancy test every month is so hard. Yeah. So to like take a positive and then feel that loss. Oh, it makes me want to cry for you. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's awful. But, but the good news is, is like one in four people have miscarriage, like yes. one in seven, I think I read, maybe you have a better fact on that, Kelsey, is that they have fertility issues. And yes. the problem is society just doesn't talk about it. So it's like, yeah. if we talk about this more, it's going to be more known. You're going to hear about people that are going through something similar. And so you can just relate with them and be close to them and know that you're not the only one because in those moments I was like, why am I the only one in the world this is happening to? And then fast forward, there's like Chrissy Teigen and like all these like famous people going through similar things, you know? So. Right. Right. I think you're so right. Like we don't normalize and we don't even normalize like once you get pregnant, then being able to talk about it because everyone's so afraid they're going to miscarry and they don't want everyone to know they're Mm going to miscarry. Right. Like I hate that stigma too. Like when I get pregnant, I'm going to tell everybody like, even if before I, your second trimester? Yeah, because I'm already going through the, like, let's call it infertility right now. I'm already getting all the questions. I'm already feel like I'm having the hard conversations. So yeah, it's going to be hard if I also have a miscarriage, but, yeah. but I think having that support system too is totally. better than to try to go through it alone like you did, Shandy, and then wonder, yeah. you know, am I the only one that does this? Yes. For background, everyone listening, I actually never, I did not tell any of my friends or family until we miscarried. So basically like I went through the whole pregnancy without telling anyone. And so I was pregnant for like 
four weeks, almost five weeks knowing I was pregnant and not telling anyone. So like I was fake drinking and doing all these things and like <laughs> similar to you, Kelsey, like when it happens again for me, like I will tell like group, like people that are important to me in my life just because of how lonely it was and how hard it was mm-hmm. going through that and having my husband, who's the most amazing man in the world, but also not super emotional and can't, you know, relate to similar things that girls go through that just having that support system is so important. So. Right. Well, and your husband's a man, like they just (laughs) bless them. They just don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) They just don't. They don't. He's like, we can try. He's like, we can try again. I'm like, no. And he's like, (laughs) okay, we don't have to try again. You know, he's just like trying to please you and making sure that you're happy. But like, you're just like, I need you to say something different. Like in this moment. (laughs) Right. 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 (laughs) Like just get on Google. Just yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember over the summer, Shins, when I think we were just texting naturally, and you told me that you hadn't been feeling well for a little bit, and you hadn't told me at this point. But I was, you kept telling me that you were like dizzy and mm-hmm. like faint. I think those were like some of the symptoms you were having, and I was like, oh. And then I don't know. I think I one day I just texted you and asked you if you were pregnant, and you. I didn't catch it, but you just totally disregarded that text. Like we were talking probably about a million other things in that same text message. Like we I, I remember that. I didn't even answer the question and you were like, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't I, catch on. I didn't even like, yeah. And then I think like a couple weeks later is when you told me that you were and that you wanted to share the story, but like you wanted some time or something. They were like, it was just, it was such a roller coaster because it's like, okay, I, I find out I'm pregnant. Like maybe I wasn't ready. This was really quick. Like we literally like weren't prepared. It was one month. Then it's like, okay, I'm accepting this. I'm happy. And then I go to the doctor and they're like, it's healthy. It's great. I'm like, okay, like this is happening. Like we're having a baby in March. Like it's going to be great. And then it's like, okay, I, I like TMI, but I'm like, I'm bleeding. Like if you Google bleeding while being pregnant, like that's a no, no, like no, 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 no. So then it's like down low on the roller coaster. Then I go to the doctor and they're like, baby has heartbeat, baby's fine. Like this is at nine weeks. Or like you might be bleeding because of implantation bleeding. Sorry, everybody can just Google all these things later. But um, all like all these excuses in the book basically saying like your bleeding is not related to your pregnancy. I'm like, my bleeding is related to my pregnancy. Like I have a two day period. Like I do not bleed normally. So then it's like, boom. And then at that point I was like at nine weeks and that's when I was telling you out like, Oh, I'm not feeling well. Cause that's when I was really not feeling well. Like I was losing so much blood. I like fainted in the shower and like also TMI, this, this is a little dirty part for you, but my husband and I shower a lot together because there's, we have two, we have two shower things so we can like easily shower together. And thank goodness he was in the shower or I probably would have like broken something because I just fell. Like I just down and like, but no, you didn't catch, he caught you. He caught me, but like fall in our showers, like brick, you know, it's not like soft. It would have hurt really bad. And at that moment I was like, this is not right. So then again, down at the bottom of the, the roller coaster. And then we go back in. And at that point it was like clear that I was going to miscarry and, um, did so, but yeah, it was. And like all of those waves of emotions I was just like handling with just him. We were just handling. I mean, obviously I can't even imagine from a guy perspective, like your wife that's 27 years old fainting in a shower like that something that you should prepare for at like 80 not you know our age so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true though um I want to back up just a little bit because you said you got pregnant within a month of having unprotected sex so were you were you having the conversation were you like gonna try to have kids or was it just like let's see what happens 
kind okay I was always one of those girls and still kind of am honestly but I was always worried I couldn't have kids like I like told myself in my head I'm like I can't get pregnant and like for me that's like one of the most important things and like Allie I tell Allie this all the time but I'm just like I just really really want to be a mom like that's all I want like I just want to have a kid and so I would tell my like I don't think I can get pregnant like I don't think it can happen and so then you know we no longer had a wedding and like obviously the state of the world was just kind of like whatever. so we were like well whatever we can just have unprotected sex and then it just happened so then I was like okay well I guess I can get pregnant I mean that quickly but granted we were having sex like on the fertile days you know like you go back and it's like the three days that I'm very fertile like we had sex on all three of those days so like the, <laughs> the possibility like it wasn't like you know so so yeah but yeah I mean we weren't really trying and so he was shocked like he in his first comment with, to me was like I told you you would be able to get pregnant like he <laughs> basically like told you you know but I think a lot of girls go through that anxiety especially if you really want to be a mom so yeah yeah for sure um yeah that's one of my biggest like fe- my honestly my biggest fear in life is not being able to have kids and so going through this like whole year of not getting pregnant it's like yeah. Along with COVID and everything, it's just like mentally like Jesus. Could there be more? Like, how do you do all this? I know. Right. Deal I'm with wait, it all. I'm waiting for one of you. One of my married friends has to have a kid sometime soon. I'm just like, Allie, you don't even like kids. You'd probably like drop right? kick it. You'd be like, <laughs> get that thing away from me unless it's chubby. I'd be like, it's trying. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'll hold it. You guys, I love chub chubs. Like, if it's a chubby, like, fatty baby like bring it on I want to hold it I want to squeeze the plague and like squeeze its belly you know but what if it's a skinny what if Kelsey and I have a skinny baby are you not gonna love it the way you would love it if it was chubby I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I'm being honest at least you guys I'm being honest tell me oh my goodness I I mean I'm probably gonna love it because it's a I don't know I'll hold it okay <laughs> uh, okay, so Shandy, now, so I'm sorry. Let's timeline a little bit. When did you miscarry? Um, so I miscarried end of August, okay. right before Labor Day. Okay, so it's been like four, mm-hmm. four months. Um, right? Yeah, August is yeah. How are you yep. feeling now? I mean, I think when you miscarry, like you're like, okay, I'm I'm not ready to go through that again. Like, whoa, like that was really like a lot. And even the doctor says like, you should first wait until you have two to three regular periods after a miscarriage. So that ends up being like three months. Cause it takes, you know, whatever amount of time, but like, as for wanting a kid, of course, like still top priority for me, I think like my husband's kind of like, well, you know, this is like, we're living in a pandemic. Like maybe we should wait a couple months and try end of 2021 or something like that. But so I don't know. We're not like officially trying yet, but fingers so crossed. Go on back, back on birth control or something. No, um, <laughs> you guys can maybe use the edit on this one, but we use the, the pull out <laughs> method, which has proven to be very successful for like up until we stopped doing it that one month and got pregnant. But um, yeah, we we I got off birth control. I don't know. I mean maybe two to three years ago, I actually had the IUD, Kelsey, like, so I was on birth control and then I switched to the IUD and the IUD caused me like 
so many issues and so much pain that like, I literally did not have a period for over a year. And then when I got out of the IUD, my period was so irregular that like, I, yeah, I was just like, I can't mess with birth control anymore. I finally got like a normal cycle. And so I, yeah, I haven't been on anything for two years, even more than that probably, but we just used the pull out method. And I guess he's just really great at that. I don't know. (laughs) 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 But I mean, you're, you're married and you guys, your dream, both of your dreams are to be a mom. So even if the pull out method did not work, at least like if you got pregnant, like you're going to be a mom. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's true. I think when I went off birth control, gosh, I don't even remember. It's been like at least three, four years for me. Mm-hmm. But we definitely had that conversation first. We were like, if anything were to happen, would be, I mean, obviously, would we be fine with it? And yes, yep. I think that's important. But yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so did we talk about Corey's reaction? I forget. Kind of. He basically was just like, I told you you could get pregnant. I mean, he was shocked. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He and was now like, you guys, I mean, through our own text conversations, like you've told me before that like, you don't know when you might start trying again in the, in this new year, but also like you kind of want to travel a little bit, but like also it's like the right time, but then it's COVID and then you don't know. So. Yeah. I think in like, I think, um, one thing that Corey has like, said to me and feels is like make sure that like this is what you want not just like what society is like putting out there basically like make sure that like you're ready and like this is fully what you want to do because like even though everybody on Instagram and a bunch of people we know are pregnant doesn't mean like we necessarily have to be so that's yeah that's so important to actually be ready mentally you know yes as as prepared as you can be I mean everyone says you're never ready to have a baby but yep totally but yeah, I mean, Daniel told his pharmacy peeps that all he wanted for Christmas was for me to get pregnant. <laughs> so I think he's ready. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> no, but that's so important. Um, okay, let's transition a little bit. Um, so you mentioned that you live in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. But this year, you guys also bought a second home. Tell us about that. Yeah, we did. So there were some good things that came out of 2020. Uh, but we bought a second home in Flagstaff. So if you are familiar with Arizona, Flagstaff's Northern Arizona, it's about two hours ish from Phoenix and, um, it is snow and it has fall weather and it's wonderful. Um, it's just like such a great place to escape, especially in the summertime. Uh, my husband also went to school up there. So we got his undergrad up there, which means like, of course it's super important to him. He has so many memories there, but yeah, we like one day just decided that we were interested in looking into it. And so we went and toured a ton of different homes up there and um, like didn't see anything or, or we were basically at that moment, it was August. So at that, that moment, there was a ton of people just like buying homes in Arizona specifically. And so we were just getting beat out, beat out, beat out. And then we found this like random town home that was not taken care of by any means, like not great condition. And so, but it was super affordable compared to everything else that was listed up there. And we like went in, checked it out and it was perfect because we wanted it to be like a second home, but like be a second home. Like we wanted it to be a cabin. So we didn't want this like ginormous house that we have to take care of or anything like that. And so we, um, purchased it, everything went through. And then 
we've spent a bunch of time up there. We have like, it's totally furnished. We've painted, we've done a bunch of stuff just to make it look a little bit better than it did. And so, yeah, we, we love it. And we're planning to list it on Airbnb this month. So we're excited, um, to start like allowing people to stay there. So can I come? Yeah. You have to book through Airbnb. (laughs) I'm coming to visit and stay with you. (laughs) Through Airbnb fees. (laughs) (laughs) For you. We nope. talked about this. I'm going to come visit and we're going to go up there and I'm going to bring Luna. Yep. Aw. <laughs> yeah, the Airbnb is going to be dog friendly because we love that's our great. dogs so much. So. Aww, that's is so there fun. still carpet or is it wood floor? It's carpet except for bathrooms and kitchen. But the carpet, we didn't redo the carpet. The carpet's like probably from the 80s, to be honest. <laughs> so like we could care less. <laughs> like, please pee on it. Do whatever you want. Just clean it up. Do you, would you redo it eventually? Yeah, I think we will. Um, but like there's things that we want to do in Scottsdale first and those are more of like a pressing priority since we live here full time. Yeah. But like the state that it's in right now, I mean, we could easily make money on it, Airbnb it and like pay our mortgage up there. And then once we have a little more cash flow, we can update certain things. That's great. That's like really exciting. Yeah. This is like my husband's dream. He's always wanted to do investment properties. Like he's always wanted to buy homes and like invest, either rent them out for like 12 months or either do Airbnb. And so super exciting to like see that come to life for him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Daniel always tells me, let's do rentals. And I'm like, oh, you guys should, because you're so good at home improvements. Like I'm terrible at them. And or he's like a good fixer upper, but I mean, he's nowhere near what you guys are like. I, you guys would be great at it. I know. I just, I, I like get, I have an attachment problem. So if yeah. I see someone go in and like ruin stuff, I would just, it would break my heart. And I just, yeah. but I need to get past that. Like, cause we, it would be fun for sure. But you guys have like flipped a house, right? Like you flipped it and then sold it. Okay. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's hard to not do that again, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I was, and you guys are so good at it. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I think it's, the process, like living through a renovation mm-hmm. is not awesome. And then yeah. just straight up selling it right after that, not getting to enjoy it. That's the part that's hard. So if we could do it without living through it, I would do yeah. it. Well, you yeah. just buy a house and then just go there during the day and renovate it. Mm-hmm. Getting like, you can't just go out and buy a second house and that's not your home, your residential, your first address. Like when it's an investment type property, it's a completely different scenario. What do I know? Financial things go. Yeah. (laughs) A whole different conversation, but anyways, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So it's getting there. That's the hard part. Yeah. So, Uh, Oh, uh, so you guys are in Scottsdale right now. Where are we interviewing from? Scottsdale. Yep. When's the next time you're going to go back up to flag? Um, we have to go up this month just to get a couple things in order for listing it, but we were hoping to schedule it around when it snows up there. And right now the 10 day forecast doesn't say snow. So, but definitely this month sometime. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So do you have like a cleaner and stuff up there? Yeah, we already, our next door, conveniently enough, our next door neighbor who we literally share a wall with is an Airbnb. So like we got their cleaners card and all of that. So um, we will use them. But since we haven't like officially like launched, we haven't done that yet. But we got the names and everything. 
that's really convenient. <laughs> yeah, right. This is some great marketing for your Airbnb. So anybody that listens, all they can do, they can just go on the Airbnb. Link, yeah, link the Airbnb. Yeah, um, maybe by the time this is out, it'll be up and ready, and I'll put it in the yeah, show notes. Just, uh, how yeah. much is it going to be per night? You know, um, probably in the two hundred range. And they get how many bathrooms, bedrooms do we have? It's two bed, two bath, but the bed upstairs has two queens in it and like it has a bean bag that can turn into a, a full size bed. But we're gonna list it at six people right now. But it could easily sleep like honestly you could probably sleep ten. You put eight upstairs, you could put like three in the king size bed on the ground floor and then the um like where the couch and stuff is, you could easily put like an air mattress, but we'll list it at six to start and then maybe grow to eight. Wow. That's a deal then for only 200 bucks a night. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors. Yeah. I mean, and ours is a lot more like updated with nicer stuff than theirs, not to diss on them or anything, but like, so we tried to take their, what they have in and like based on the market and stuff. And so hopefully that's a good workout. You just made that you have like the best like example, the people mm-hmm. who live next to you, like, yeah, you can yeah. just learn from them and do better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, there's is like the same layout too. So that helps. They have it listed for, I think only four, actually. They don't have, um, they only have like two beds or yeah, two beds. Their, their rent, their Airbnb is listed for 400 a night. No, their Airbnb is listed, I think, at 125 a night. It might be oh. 150. And so that's why we came up with 200 because, well, first off, like, like a really nice place and flag to rent on Airbnb is like $400 a night. And so ours is not, like, super nice. Like I told you, it was built in the 80s. Like, there's still some things that need to be worked on. But we have, like, nice furniture. It's decorated really cutely. Like, we have a lot of, you know, nice things that we put time and effort into. And so that's, like, why we landed on, like, 200-ish a night. And then obviously on, like, weekends where it's popular and like snowboarding things like that it'll be a little more expensive but yeah since there's is 125 it just seems and in the future too you could always uh rent it out for nau grad weekend or like homecoming and stuff like that so obviously once covid ends that'll you can always up the price then too Mm -hmm. yeah i thought it was weird i thought that you could rent it more during the winter because i thought people would want to like go up to the mountain and the ski pass But actually, it rents better in the summer, and we are places, like, on a golf course, so people, like, go up there to golf in the summer because it's so hot down here, and they just want to get out of the heat. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting, but, yeah. It is. I mean, I guess that makes sense if you live, like, in Phoenix or Tucson. Yeah, and it's only a two-hour drive. I mean, we've done it so many times where we just drive up there for the day and drive back, and, like, sucks to be in the car for four hours, but the fact that you can just get up there – you know, and if you like driving, I mean, it's not that bad. Yeah. No, that's not bad at all. That's like a California commute to work. For real. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. Can we, you guys, we're all working in our living rooms right now. Well. Some of us. For now. Not I. Not I. <laughs> I don't know what that is like. I kind of wish that I did. <laughs> hey, you've had a couple weeks off from work, Kels. <laughs> no, I go back soon, too. Not, not exciting. <laughs> um. All right. So we're in 2021 now, but how was 2020 like in totality for you? Like you've had some challenges obviously with your marriage and babies and whatnot, but like in general, just how was 
not your marriage, your wedding. Yeah, I'm like clarify. Oh, my bad, everyone. <laughs> and babies, there was one. Um, okay, no, I don't know. <laughs> twenty. I think twenty twenty was a great year. I mean, I think considering like a lot of good things happened in twenty twenty, there's so much that I should just be thankful for instead of being like stuck on all the bad things that have happened. And I, I don't know. Like I, I think it was a lesson to like learn. I also think it helped like just being able to like stay home and slow down and like be able to focus on me more. So overall enjoyed 2020, but looking forward for the pandemic to end and to continue in 2021. And now that we're actually in 2021, if you could give our listeners (laughs) one piece of advice for this new year, what would you tell them? Oh man, I have a thought about this one. I was like, I don't even know what I would say. Um, uh, about anything, work, life, relationships, friendships. Um, okay, the best advice I ever heard, and I heard this in like 2018, and I actually really liked this. And I, sorry that it's not like a fresh 2021 advice, but I have lived by it and really like it. But the quote is sometimes you need to slow down to go fast. And I just love that because I'm someone that is like so task oriented and I'm so someone that like just wants to get that thing done. And so like having a baby or like having a wedding or certain things like that, where I'm like, I just want to get it done. Like it needs to happen now for me. Like sometimes I just need to be reminded that like, sometimes you need to like pause, take a moment to slow down. And then like in order to reach that goal, like you have to slow down. So I've used it like in everything, like even in work, I'll sometimes be working on a project and I'll just be like rushing through the project because I'm so task oriented and just want to like complete it and be able to complete it in really quick time. But then I realize, like if I slow down, like I actually might execute better on this project and it might be more successful because I've taken like the right steps before rushing to get it done. So that's the best advice I've ever lived by. And that's what I would offer the listeners. I actually really like that. I think yeah. it's great because I can totally relate to you, Shandy. I am. Yeah. And we have similar personalities in the fact I, that we're like, we have a whiteboard on our fridge at uh, my house right now. And I have some 2021 goals that I've written and same with Nicole. And actually one of them says to slow down because I'd also move really quickly through things and I go so fast without thinking about certain steps or just certain parts of the process. And then I mm-hmm. miss something and oversee something. And I'm like, well, shoot, man, have to go back. Yeah. 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 And sometimes I feel like I expect that of others too. And I'm like, I expect others to be really fast at getting things done because I'm fast at it. Yeah. And I, I'm like, even yeah. with cor- like my husband, he'll be like putting together a table and he'll be like so slow about like putting <laughs> something in the, like just hurry it up come on like twist the thing in there I don't know like I just want to sit at the table or whatever and so sometimes <laughs> I'm like I just need to like understand that like him taking the slow measures right now will make this table probably last longer than if I just rush through it so, so funny. That's funny. Yeah. I feel like that, that um piece of advice is extremely applicable to 2020 because I think a lot mm-hmm. of people were actually forced to do that but I think it's True. something I'm, I'm hearing a lot now that people are taking away from this time, you know, like to learn to slow down and not get back into the rhythm of just go, 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 go all the time. And, but yeah. um, unlike you guys, I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like the person that writes something on the to-do list and then puts it on the next week and the next week and the next <laughs> week. 
Uh, roll over, roll over. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So I can't totally relate, but I love the advice. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I, I need to be better at being more like you, Kels, and just (laughs) slowing down a little bit and realizing that the world's not going to end if I don't get that thing done today. So I think we can take notes from each other. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That, that piece of advice also kind of applies to mental health. Um, only because I only say that because like a couple years ago when I first started going to therapy, my therapist actually told me one of the things that I needed to work on was slowing down with my mind and thoughts because like the way I thought about things was so quick and rapid and I'll give you a hypothetical or like a situation where that could apply. Like, you know, if I met a guy, I'd get so excited about it and be like, Oh my God, we're going to go on a date. And then we're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And then I'm going to get married. Like, this is going to be so great. Like I would just move chop, chop, chop. And I would be like, well, I'd get like my hopes up and I wouldn't be like, I just have to slow down. And I still do that. I mean, we all get excited about guys. I mean, you guys don't, but like, (laughs) 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 well, me and the other single ladies do. So, um, I just, but I mean, just in general, it could apply to, to things like, especially if you're an anxious person, like sometimes you're, you have racing thoughts or just your mind just doesn't shut off and you just need to like slow down and kind of just like refocus and like, just really just like own in on like hone in on the moment, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Have you guys read Atomic Habits, the book? No. Is it a workbook? No, it's a book about like changing habits and lifestyles. And I'm like almost done with it right now, but it it's so good. And I definitely think you should read it this year. It's a really great like January book, but a lot of the things that they talk about in the book are about how like changing your attitude about certain things or like changing basically to do a behavior and like change the actual internal meaning is like why people aren't successful. So like with new year's goals, if you're like, I want to get in shape, like that's what you're saying. Like I want to go to the gym and that's your goal. But like once you've reached that goal, you either like give it up and you're like, okay, I reached that goal. I'm over it now. Or you're not like changing who you are internally. Like you're telling yourself you want to go to the gym, but that doesn't make you an athlete. Like that doesn't make you someone that values like working out and like getting healthy. I don't know. It's, it's a really good book. And you're, I think it's like helpful to read right now, especially um, like just with the way that the world is and like how thinking about New Year's resolutions and thinking about those things and how, um, I don't know, I'm ranting, but like how it's helpful. Like it. So that's really I like good. It. I might add it to my to-read list. They also, like, one thing, I I literally have read the book in, like, 24 hours, two days, but one thing he said that I'm, like, I've been somewhat good about in 2020, but I'm going to continue in 2021 is, like, every time you buy a new item, like, you have to get rid of an item. So this morning, mm-hmm. I, like, woke up and went through my closet for probably, like, the fifth or sixth time in COVID, but I'm, like, that's a new rule that I'm having this year. Like, anytime I buy myself a piece of, piece of clothing, like, something else has to leave. Like, it needs to happen. Like, that something is- like- Oh. Like if you buy a shirt, like get rid of a shirt. If you buy a bathing suit, yeah. get rid of a skimpy bathing suit you wore sophomore year of college that like you're never going to wear again. Yeah. That's um a Marie, what's her name? Marie Kondo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, when I watched her show on Netflix, that's what she did. And I lived by that for so long. And then last year when we like tore apart our bedroom and redid it, I literally got rid of like half of my closet. Not kidding. Love so that. now I've not lived by that as much because I'm like, well, I can fill it all back up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because now that I'm not doing that, like the mental, like it feels more cluttered, like, because mm-hmm. you start losing track of what you have, what you like. Be- yep. And 
yeah, it's weird how that also plays into your like mental state. Yeah. I, it's crazy. I like, whenever I have like fresh laundry, I'll fold everything and I'll be like, why do I have 15 pairs of black Lululemons? Like why, why do I need 15? And I'm like, so attached <laughs> to all 15 of them that I can't get rid of any of them. Right. And I still have them, but I'm just kind of like who in their right mind needs 15. Like, even if I work out every single day of the week, I could probably do laundry every Sunday. So really you only need seven. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're just not going to wear the the 15th yeah. pair and you're not going to wear the ones that you don't like either. And, like, and to your, like, yeah. And to your point, if you lose them, like I don't even realize I lost one because I have 14 other ones to like make up for <laughs> it, you know, like I'm just like, Oh, I forgot. I even own these ones. Like it's so bad. It happened to me today when I was like going through them. Cause I got rid of some, but I was like, it was really difficult to get rid of a couple. I think it's harder when it's like the Lulu and the, yeah. you know, the free people and the uh-huh. yeah stuff that's a little bit nicer, but whatever. It's important for your mental state. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, read Atomic Habits. Great book. Um, Al, I just ordered it for you and sent it to your house. Are you being serious? Yes. You're welcome. Why? Wow. I love when people buy me stuff. It's so nice. (laughs) You guys, I love presents. Yay. I love your birthday. Was that a birthday present? Sure. We'll call it that. (laughs) Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday to me. Okay. (laughs) um you guys I think I want to go make some dinner now great well we we chatted for some time what time is it yeah I'm excited for everybody to hear this great all right well thanks Chance for joining us this evening yeah thanks for sharing having me and being so open with us yeah thanks for having me guys well we'll be talking soon I'm sure we're just a text away just a text (laughs) away (laughs) all right Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to us, everyone. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fire and Spice Pod. And remember to rate and review us, but only five stars, though. And join us next week for another chat with your favorite spicy ladies. Stay sassy. <laughs>